Hey, you're listening to the RFWP Podcast with your host, Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith, encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode. Hi there, friends. Before we get into this week's very special episode that I am just thrilled to share with you, like it gave me chills going over it and editing it again. Just so special to have my granny with us. I wanted to give you a quick update on Lois's granddaughter, Marlo, who did make her grand appearance on, let's see, Saturday, August 14th. So she came at 28 weeks and is was born just under two pounds and is already a little miracle baby and passing milestones. So it is evident that everyone is praying over her. So many people are praying for her and uh, just ask that you would continue to do so as they have a long stay in the NICU ahead of them as baby grows, but she is doing really well right now. And Lois and Micah and Haley are so thankful for everyone's prayers and care for them as they navigate this this part of their journey and get to watch God's hand and provision go before them uh, even more than it already has because uh, he has been so, so faithful. Next week, Lois and I will be back with a, another episode with just the two of us. Uh, we will be recording a brand new episode that will drop on the Friday of the RFP fam meetup in Missouri. We can't wait to hug on your neck and get to know you, record an episode live, all the things. But don't despair. If you're not there, we will have a fresh episode for you to listen to next week as well. So without further ado, here's this week's episode uh, interview with my granny talking about what it was like on the outside while we were in a toxic religious environment and really the testament of her faithfulness in prayer and God's faithfulness to answer. I hope it blesses your heart as much as, much as it blesses mine. Thanks for being here, friend. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the RFWP, where we are seeking truth and finding God's heart. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and with me is my co-host, Lois McNair. Hi, Lois. Hi, how are you? I'm awesome. I'm so excited that we have a special guest with us today. I'm stoked. So today we have my granny, Beverly Luce, with us. Hi, Bev. Hi. I'm pleased to be here. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna call her Granny Bev, right? Everybody calls everybody calls you Granny Bev. They do. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, so good. Before we jump into the interview part, I want to know, Lois, if you have a 
fun story or a factoid for us. Okay, since this is another episode of the Sister Seeker short stories, um, I'm going to just tell you guys something weird about me. There are so many things that are weird about me, <laughs> but this, this is a fun factoid. Okay, so, you know, I grew up with my parents not only doing revival meetings, but also vacation Bible schools. Like my mom and dad were like the guru of VBSs. They traveled all over. They traveled um, overseas to do vacation Bible schools. And anyway, so I ended up, of course, doing vacation Bible schools, you know, when Bobby and I went into ministry and all that jazz. And something that I did for years if the kids reached a certain goal, whether they were raising money for uh, fresh water, you know, mm-hmm. in a foreign country or whatever, I'd tell them if they if they got their goal that I would say the books, all 66 books of the Bible as fast as I could. <laughs> okay. But here's the weird part. I would do it standing on my head. so I became the um I don't know standing on the head doing the 66 books of the bible person I don't think I can stand on my head yeah I'm not sure I can do it anymore (laughs) I can barely stand up sometimes (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I can stand on my head anymore I mean I could try but I'll be okay another short story in order when I was teaching in order for the kids to uh we did Relay for Life, which raises money for cancer. And so we would sell the kids um, basically a, a piece of duct tape. And while they were running, that raised money. They could buy a, a strip of duct tape for a dollar and tape me to the wall. <laughs> which they did, and I stayed there. Taped to the wall, nothing underneath my feet once there got to be enough tape on the Oh, <laughs> so I stayed there. It was all fun and it was kind of weird, but it was fun. But I couldn't get out of bed for the next two days. <laughs> Tape to so, the wall. So you're saying yeah. you were the really fun teacher. Yes, I was. <laughs> or weird or both. <laughs> okay, so next... My granny agreed to play our this or that game. Oh, that's awesome. I love this or that. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the one I gave you an example for earlier. Peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Oh, absolutely crunchy. (laughs) A vacation or a staycation? Staycation. Uh, Morning or night? Morning. Passenger or driver? Driver. <laughs> Art museum or history museum? History museum. Train or airplane? Train. Owe money or owe a favor? Owe a favor. Be embarrassed or be afraid? Hmm. Well, be embarrassed, I guess, because, yeah. 
Be embarrassed. <laughs> uh, city or countryside? Countryside. Mm-hmm. Uh, camping or glamping? Glamping. <laughs> too old to sleep on the ground. <laughs> and two more. Cooking or being cooked for? Cooking. And roommates or live alone? Live alone with my dog. <laughs> oh, those were fun. That's I th- fun. I think I guessed them all right, which you would say. Fun. So as we get into your story and kind of how, you know, our stories intersect with what you prayed for for us, I would love to start with just your testimony, like what, what brought you to Jesus, what attracted you to faith and what was, what was that like for you? I was raised in a Lutheran home. Uh, My father was Catholic. My mother was Lutheran. So we went to the Lutheran church and for the most part, it's called hatch match and dispatch. That's why we went. Uh, When I got married, we took the children. And then gradually, he didn't want, he could find a million things to do on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And going to church was kind of a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of years not going. And then we moved from Minnesota to Montana in 1973. And I would say there was hmm, six or seven years, well, let's see, about 1979, we joined the Cowboys for Christ there in Wisdom, Montana. Mm-hmm. And we had Bible studies and, and church services with other friends who've become lifelong friends. And then we came down to Dillon for church on Sundays, and we were very, very faithful about it. That's 95 miles one way. Yeah, wow. And we stayed in town most times so we could do the night service. Mm. Anyway, uh, then gradually, as the kids got older and we moved around so much, uh, we moved down towards... Lima, and we start going to the Congregational Church there in Lima. And the kids were growing up and and going to Bibles, uh, Bible camp, and mm-hmm. which was just across from our house, actually. Okay. In Red Rock. Yeah. So I have a very good friend whose husband was pastor in Lima. Mm -hmm. And they had moved from Minnesota to here, to Lima. And Susie never left me. She was there all the time. Never giving her opinions when I got out on the end of my string. She'd always welcome me and we could talk about the Lord. And I I never felt like there was one moment. It was a growing thing. I was 
probably 30 something, but I just felt like I was the slowest grower in the world. And I still sometimes feel that way, but I have a lot of friends. Last year, just for a simple little example, I was going to three Bible studies a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And someone said, well, you really must be righteous. You must be holy. I said, no, but I learn a little something in each one. Mm -hmm. So I had the time. I just did. And I, I gleaned just a little bit. Right. And it was a lot of fun um, to see how others were blooming. Um, some of these people are a whole lot older than I. Mm -hmm. And so, and some were, were very, already very strong in the Lord. Zoe was. Mm -hmm. And she's passed away in January. She was 80. Okay. But she has been that way forever. Mm -hmm. But Susie, as my, my friend in Lima, just never, ever gave up on me. And I did a lot of things after my divorce that probably are not very good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I joined the wild crowd. But in the interim, your mom and dad got married and introduced me to a particular church here in Dillon. And I had some bad vibes about it, but I went, when I came to visit, I went with them if they asked me to. And even my friend Susie said, there's something wrong. So I just decided that I should pray about that. Hmm. I prayed about it all the while you were growing up and when you got married and when your sister got married there. Mm -hmm. And I was Always, every day, just a little word, Lord, I know you're handling it. But, you know, don't you need my help? You know, I could wave right in there. I have a nice sword of the spirit. <laughs> I could fix this because I'm a fixer. Yeah. So mm. I decided not to fix. I decided to pray. Yeah. And. I don't know, it was a while back, you and I were just chatting. And I said to you, I said, you do realize that I have been praying for you to be relieved of a situation. Right. Mm. So mm. Um, prayer is important. And I've heard many people say prayer is um, uh, it works. Prayer works. I've heard that. Prayer works. Yeah. Well, yeah. in a sense, yes, prayer works. But I, I, it sounds so cold. Oh, you know, yeah, you I get say that. it that uh -huh. way. Yeah. Um, but prayer is a communication between you and the Lord, a personal thing. And, uh, I don't know why I told you that, but I did. I just said, hey, Emily, I've been praying for you for a long mm. time mm -hmm. because yeah. you needed release from that situation. Mm. You are, mm. We are of strong women here. <laughs> right on down through my paternal grandfather, or grandmother, I'm sorry, my grandmother. Right. I always called her the family walnut. 
because she was wrinkled and hard to crack. But <laughs> and I know you haven't. <laughs> Ella, uh -huh. I called her the family walnut, probably not to her face. <laughs> yeah. She was very wrinkled. And uh, so when, when texting your mom and the sisters, her sisters, every morning, and then I text my sister. My sister was born way late in life. She was 15 years younger than me. So I text all five of them, my sister and, the, and your mom and the rest of them. So I just always felt that we were strong. Mm -hmm. We're strong women. And so, Granny Bev, can I ask you a question? Sure. About them. So, being a strong woman, and you mentioned earlier that you just got some bad vibes, which I'm yeah. tickled, and I love the fact that you were used the word vibes. <laughs> but you got some bad vibes when you came to visit with them and to attend uh, their their former church. So I would like to hear your point of view, like when you uh, went into a service, when you went into the church building, you know, uh, just from your point of view, what what did it feel like? What did it look like? What what brought you to that point where like this just doesn't feel right? Was there anything in particular? Oh yes, his messages were definitely. I I almost felt like they were military, and I always felt that I was yelled at enough before my divorce. I didn't need to be yelled at anymore. And I always felt like he was yelling at me and judging and ranting kind of. But I went out of respect for Heidi and her family because they asked me to. Mm -hmm. And it was just something that they wanted. So I went. But I, I did it a little on the grudging side. I can honestly say I could maneuver my visits away from Sunday. Wow. Wow. And my other daughter in, in Butte, here in Montana, she, she attends a different church. And so I could wiggle it around so that I could visit with her that day. So when you saw the, when you saw Emily and, you started praying. What did the Lord put on your heart about what brought you to that point of, of wanting to, to pray, pray for her about this situation? And she was a little girl. Mm. She wasn't even married. Wow. I prayed for Heidi and Rick and the family because I did not I didn't know if I was right in my disagreement with it, with him as a pastor. I mean, I had some really deep vibes that I, I just, mm -hmm. I just, I don't know how to explain that one, but I, I just was not comfortable there. And you always, there was a, I don't know if there was an evil spirit. 
but there was a spirit of discontent. Mm. But anyway, that's, I just, I knew I couldn't talk to Heidi or Rick. I couldn't talk to them and talk them out of attending. And so I kept my peace, but I really felt that I would just pray for it, Mm -hmm. for the situation to change. And then you got married, had children, got involved. Well, you were involved in the church before. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But you felt that you were doing right and and Mm -hmm. it was right for you to raise your children there. Right. So I just did what grannies do. Mm -hmm. I petitioned the Lord for freedom and for you guys to have your eyes open. And I started with your mom. Mm -hmm. I wanted her to see what I thought I could see. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I was right, but I didn't like the feelings that I got when right. I went. And I, I did go with a grudging spirit. Yeah. Trust me, you almost had to drag me. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, honestly, like, well, what's wrong? What's wrong with granny? Like, she can't come to church with us. And feeling almost because we were taught such a separatist kind of elitist mm-hmm. mentality, like, we were better than you and was, was granny even a Christian? Cause she couldn't come to, you know, church. I or didn't, she didn't do it like, right. That. Yeah. You didn't have maybe even back to your testimony, you didn't have that moment. And if you didn't have that, yeah. you know, and so not really thinking you were a Christian, even like growing up in that. Yes. Yes. And then, it was just such a, an amazing moment when we were chatting about it. Um, when we did leave and we were talking about it uh-huh. and somehow it came up and you said those words to me and it made me, made me tear up when you said that you had been praying that our eyes would be open mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like, like you've read the article I wrote about it, but just uh, because I've said so many times since we left, why did we get to get out. Why can we see it? Why are some other people still stuck? Mm. Why can't they see it? And when you said, I've been praying that your eyes would be open. It just, I kind of made me lose it emotionally. Like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. why. Cause granny's been praying that our eyes would be open, which is amazing. Yeah. 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 And, and the, you know, those vibes, <laughs> those vibes, I have absolutely no doubt that was the Holy spirit prompting you to continue to pray for your granddaughter, because Emily and I would have never met, you know, honestly, we would have never met. The three of us would not be sitting down together today. Um, if, if you had not followed the prompting of the Holy spirit to, to pray for freedom and for her eyes to be opened. And I remember the first time that Emily told me that I can't remember when you two talked, but you and I already knew each other when you shared that with me. I think we talked in December you and I were, it was honey. sometime. Last. I have an old memory. <laughs> yeah, but that's just awesome because I remember um, Granny Bev, how emotional Emily was when she shared that with me, that I found out, you know, that my, that my granny has been praying for us to 
see the light and to come away from this situation. And I just mm-hmm. answered prayers right there. It's just amazing. Well, and you aren't the only one. I'm sorry. No. You have sisters. Yeah. <laughs> and what's incredible is we all got out of yes. that. Yes. It's not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes families leave very, very fractured from high control, high, highly controlled religious environments like this. Leave yeah. families very fractured sometimes. Yeah. It was for a while because your mom, dad got out first. And then I really stepped it up <laughs> and specifically asked for you and Bill and the children. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many children you had. One, three. Yeah, it was. We already had all four. We we only physically left a year ago. Is it yeah. just a year ago? Just a year ago. A year ago next month. Oh wow! Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, you know, we were kind of on our journey out for a few years because yeah, because it's been three years since all of the ish started happening or was well, exposed. How, how long is how old is Judson? Judson's two. Okay, it's been two years since he left three years it is three mm-hmm. okay but your mother and i gently discussed it on the way to the baby shower for rebecca yeah. so yeah three years see yeah yeah and then she, rebecca went to the hospital and had judson right right after the next you were week. there <laughs> yeah. yeah he was due next month but yeah yeah so Anyway, uh, I have some very strong friends in uh, Wyoming. I'm there. Well, I went there to help out my other, my youngest daughter. And I formed some really, really good friends Mm -hmm. in and out of churches. Um, And I go where I attend because my friend is Catholic and she refuses to go, but she'll go with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is a congregational church. Right. Everybody says, well, why do you still go there? He's, he's not very peppy. I said, he's 80 years old. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's where she will go. And I'll go there too. Right. Because we give each other rides. Her health is very bad. Mm-hmm. So if she'll go there, I'll go there. So Granny Bev, you mentioned earlier that you were attending three different Bible studies a week and you would glean a little bit from each one of those. Yes. I would just love to hear a little bit about maybe what God has revealed of his own character to you with, um, everything that you've been through in your life, you know, what, what has God revealed about himself to you as you've studied his word and spent time in prayer? What would you say stood out to you the most? That he's loving and truly Mm. forgiving, but it, um, forgiving can be, you can forgive someone And then you can say that, you can feel that, you know, people are emotional. 
but it takes a long time for it to show any fruit. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. And, and some people want instant forgiveness. The Lord's the only one I know that can do that. That's mm. a great point. It and, is. Uh, so I'm having some issues with people that, well, I'm saved and I'm forgiven, so why can't so-and-so forgive me? Well, then we did one of our Bible studies on Tuesdays was on rejection, a very good little book. I mean, it's not very big and it was geared more towards young people, but it was an eye opener even for some of us older ones. It was, um, yeah, rejection and, and things that happened to other ladies that attended. I mean, there was seven or eight, and I live in a community of uh, five, 600 people, maybe. Hmm. Small town. Well, I live in two towns. <laughs> Marbleton <laughs> and Disney, and they're 100 miles, uh, they're a mile apart, and there's 250 in each people, in each town. Wow. Uh, roughly. I'm uh, I live in the oil fields and it's a boomer bust and right now we's busted. Mm-hmm. So there's no employment so people have moved on. Yeah. And uh it's well I don't know. I like small town. But I just small groups, you know, um I have one particular friend there that I bring her a lot of my questions and a lot of my you know, issues like, hey, what do you think about the book, Rejection? Um, I know I've had issues with rejection. Yeah. But um, there's so many other people out there. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there's, you think you've got problems? <laughs> really? I think, oh, my goodness, I've got problems. And then you hear about someone else's problems. You're going, hmm, I have no problems. I'm just a complainer. <laughs> How dare I complain, you know? Just be grateful. I have a friend over in Sheridan, Wyoming. She is my age. That lady has cancer again for the sixth time. Oh, my goodness. They told her two years ago, she's on her second year that you will die within two years. Hmm. I text that woman every single day. And we met at my son-in-law's bedside after he got hit by a car. Hmm. Wow. Judy Lenz is Uh Bobby's other mother. His mother has passed away. Okay. And she had taken him under her wing. Uh Uh-huh. So to me, that lady's an inspiration. And she prays for me all the time. If I tell her I'm going anywhere, she goes, I'll cover you. Aww. I'll pray for you for your safety. She said, it's dangerous out there to be driving. I said, well, I can't get to and fro without driving. So, you know, yeah, the horse and cart's too slow. <laughs> more to feed the horse. Um, yeah, I hadn't heard that story. Oh, I yeah. didn't know I connected with her. Judy? Yeah. Oh, yes. And... I don't have problems. I had a little bit of a health problem here in March. 
I'm good. Mm-hmm. And she, her blood count got way, oh, poor woman. She went and she cut her hand mm-hmm. from one of the radiation treatments. She can't, she can't uh, eat a lot. Mm-hmm. She doesn't weigh a hundred pounds, but she, mm-hmm. she eats her salad at three o'clock. She eats her main course, probably a piece of meat and maybe a vegetable. But I mean, it's not a large portion, but she has to keep so many hours between eating Mm. because of the radiation problems on her throat. Wow. That's got to be tough. Oh, yeah. She's had some really, she had brain cancer. She had serious radiation. She lost sight in one eye and the hearing. And I have no problems. Mm -hmm. I just like to think sometimes, you know, things are bad. Oh, no, they're not. Mm -hmm. So she's an inspiration to me. And she's, she's, well, we got together over Bob, you know, he was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then her and I quilt. And that was, you know, something we had in common. So we talked a lot about quilting. Yeah. And then over time, she said, why, you know, when you visit me, I've never told anybody those things. I said, Miss Judy, it's okay. I'll listen if you, if you want to unburden yourself. She's. Oh, I've lived the simple life. Mm, yeah. Mm. I really have. Right. I was very fortunate. But um, she has four children. Two of them speak to her and two of them don't. Mm-hmm. That would be hard. That would be so hard. Yeah. I'd eat them down and spank them. <laughs> yes. They're all in Tennessee and she's here, you know, and, and it's rough. Right. But she just goes on. She just. Depends on the Lord. She says, I pray for them all. So why wouldn't I want to pray for them all? Mine, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Very inspiring lady. Emily, while you've got your Granny Bev right next to you, I would like to know um, when you found out that she had been praying for you, and you're the entire family this entire time. When you think back about all those thoughts that you had while you were growing up in that church and she would, you know, schedule her trips around leaving. Um, was that difficult for you to, to reprocess all of that when you heard that literally all this time that mm-hmm. you had one perspective She'd been praying for freedom. Right. For you. Hmm. I think there is a little bit of guilt that, you know, you don't want to sit in, but, but that's, that comes up and you go, oh, I feel so guilty for having that perception towards, towards my granny and um, even towards other people who might be on the outside of that church, you know, it does bring up those, oh man, I was such a Pharisee. I really didn't think I was better than everybody else. And here I had people praying for me to, you know, have my eyes open. So yeah, I think there's a little bit of guilt there. 
that can come up. But um, let's see, what were some oh. of the other feelings? Hmm. Yeah, I think that that's the first thing that came to mind. But then, just, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but then also just thankfulness too, sure. like because. Uh, God is so faithful and patient and he, he is going before us and working in ways that we, we don't know. And I think that has been an encouragement to me thinking about prayer and how she, she prayed for us so faithfully without Mm -hmm. really any, any promise. She didn't see the fruit of that for, no, for close to 30, well, 20 some. Yeah. How old were you when you got married? Um, 20. You were 20. Mm-hmm. And then when you had Olivia. 24. 24. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was still praying for you until after you had Tiffany, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just amazing. 28 years. Mm-hmm. 29 years. So it's super inspiring because God is doing, God is working and answering right. her prayers in our lives. Um, which is just incredible. Even though she did want to show up at your church with a sword in her hand. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I just wanted to help God. I, I <laughs> I'm a helper by nature. I thought maybe I can move this long a little. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I, you and I've talked about this before, Emily. I And Maya Angelo said, you know, we, we do what we know until we know better. And when we know better, we do better. So, you know, I'm thankful for um, a God who lets us for just a little bit sit in that um, lamenting or that sorrow, which I think is healthy. But Mm -hmm. then he's just comes right in with his grace and mercy and a reminder that he's been faithful. He's been working this entire time. So let's not stay in that. But, um, you know, I have one question for you, Lois. I would love to know, is there someone in your life that you know that you can look back on and go, they were praying for me. Um, maybe not specifically to get out of, um, oppressive legalism, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, for a while, my dad was um, praying for us to leave the church body that we were in and come back to the oppressive legalistic oh, no. fundamentalist church that we were in. But um, that didn't last a, a really long time. But um, I, th- there are a few people that over the years that I've known that Bobby or I, either one could go to, or I could go to, I've had spiritual mentors in my, my life with some beautiful women and just be able to say, will you play, will you pray about this? And then they have. And then there've been times where I forgot that I even asked them to pray about it, you know, and then a year or so later, I, you know, Hey, Mm -hmm. I've been praying for you every Tuesday morning. Tell me how, this is going, you know, Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's always just a a beautiful thing to, to hear that, that somebody is praying for you. I think we can get desensitized to it and maybe I'm projecting a little bit, but when you grow up at a preacher's kid, as a preacher's kid, as a grand 
preacher's kid, <laughs> you know, um, and all. And would people say they're praying for you? I think in the, in Christianity, we can mm-hmm. get a little bit of, a bit desensitized to it. Just like we came to say, well, I'll be praying for you. But then the Lord comes along and reminds us that there are people who are, when they say, I am praying for you, it's intentional and you know that and your heart is softened and you're reminded of God's faithfulness. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Granny Bev. Yes. Um, we have, you know, a lot of young girls that are still in very legalistic situations, very, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about um, bucking their parents, but we have a lot of, a lot of young ladies that, that need to be encouraged by um, the generations that have already walked some of those paths. So what would you just briefly share to these younger girls, young moms, young single women, single moms, those that don't have children, the the whole gamut of young women? And there's another point there that after praying, we also forget to thank God. Hmm. You know, I mean, we we forget to be joyful in the Lord and and thank Him for the things that He's been accomplishing all the while. We've been out here thinking, "Yep, you're not moving very fast." Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, yes. So, anyway, I don't know. I hope that answered some of your question. It's good. That's good. Thank you. I, I get off you know, on rabbit trails. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> but the girls that I was talking about are twins. And one is about to be a mama and the other one has two girls. Mm-hmm. And very strong-minded. She's going to be a professor sooner or later. She's working on it. And she's had some Uh, religious church going in her life, but it, it, you know, well, we can't choose a church over here because, oh, you know, it's just so much. And I said, yeah, but what are you going to lean on when you need it? Hmm. What do you lean on? You don't Hmm. just call me different little situations happen and sometimes she's miffed at me, but she'll, she'll come around. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your testimony and just encouraging us to pray because that's what really stood out to me when you shared that with me. Just, um, you know, my other grandma on my dad's side, she, Mm -hmm. she, she says, I'll pray for you every day. And those things, Cla- Claudia. Oh, Claudia. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I talked yeah. to her. She doesn't talk to much of the rest of the family. It's okay. I talked to her. Yeah. yeah. And she, and just, that is such a testimony and a blessing that I hope people see that the little prayers that they're praying that they wonder, is God, when is God going to answer this? Does this matter? You know, can I do anything else that they just stay faithful in prayer because God is going before them and answering and working things out when you can't see it. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's maybe strange to some, but I really believe that I get one word a year. Every time I turn the calendar to January, there's a word somewhere, not on the page, but somewhere the Lord will give me one word a year. Mm-hmm. One time it was encouragement. One time it was um, different things. Sure. And so I cover my grandchildren with those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. I don't know why, but maybe it's just to make me feel good. I don't know. I didn't know you did a word of the year. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what it is this year? Uh-uh. Love. Oh, that's a good one. We've talked about that a lot lately on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We have. But, or, or patience. Now that, that's a very strong word. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really (laughs) want to go there, but, um, that was one year and there's been encouragement and there's been mercy and there's been grace. I think Grace was a couple of years ago, hmm. maybe only a year ago. That would really Grace, mm. Grace, yeah. Grace. And I don't know why it comes in January, but it's a fresh start for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that's strange to people. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people just feel like the Lord has given them a word for that year and has impressed upon him and oppressed impressed upon them to just really dig into that and what he has for them throughout the year. So I don't think it's odd at all. I think it's a beautiful thing. Well, now I have people that come up to me and go, and what's the word? <laughs> you know, there's a couple of ladies that I've been doing Bible studies with and they're going, well, what's your, what's your word this year? I'm like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to text you. Maybe I'll, I'll give you January, but in February, I'm going to, I'm going to call you and ask you, what's your word? Well, you, okay. <laughs> like I said, you have a better memory than I do. <laughs> um, but um, it, it's, I, I often question, how do people get through life without knowing the Lord? Hmm. I think for maybe to you to close us in prayer today. So we talked about prayer. So Emily, I think you should, you know, yes. Are you looking you at me or Granny? I'm, I'm okay. looking at Granny you. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this really sweet time to just sit down with my granny and I'll learn another nugget that grace was her word within the last couple of years. God, that is so incredible that 
Um, she's praying that over us because grace is so sweet to me now where I didn't understand it before. Um, thank you for going before me and thank you for be going before all of us in our prayers. God, I ask that, that the listeners here would be surrounded by you, your presence, that they would know you and know your love. Help them to know your voice and your leading mm -hmm. as it can be, it can be conflicting to learn how to listen to your voice and your guiding as you're coming out of a religion that maybe tells you what you should believe and how you should act. Learning to follow your spirit is um, sometimes feels like a big task. So I ask that your voice would be so clear in people's lives and that you would continue to direct them. Yeah. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for being here. You're welcome. It's been great. You know, my one of my mantras of the day is the full armor of God. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's well, within the last year or so. Okay. The helmet of Salvation, Salvation mm -hmm. the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the shoes of peace. Mm -hmm. The shield of faith. The shield of faith, yes. Yeah. But it's it's been fun. And it's, when I have nothing else to say, which isn't very often, I just <laughs> say that. There you go. I also believe in conversational prayer. Um, I go around all day. I'm either thanking God because it it helps me be focused. Sure. It so helps good. me not to be, you know, I don't want to be so righteous that I'm no good per se. I just... <laughs> I just want to keep that communication going because I don't feel like I want him to let me go. And it's really weird because he's personal to all of his children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He is. But I don't know. So what if I'm talking to God not or myself? <laughs> Sometimes don't like rush that. me off to the booby hatch, okay? <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'd be good there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, thank you, Lois, for letting me have this conversation. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm so, so glad good. that it worked out. And um glad to spend this time with you guys and to get to meet you, Granny Bev. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to Lois and Emily at hello at sisterseeker.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to us if you would consider supporting the RFWP. You can go to patreon.com slash sisterseeker. Another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. This helps get this cause and this message to more women like you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here, friend.